0: And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Dr. Tiffany Watkins, and I'm so excited to have you again here on another episode. Today, we are talking about a great topic, which is building a successful Christian marriage. And I want to share a little bit about my special guest, Felice Matthew. Um, As a Christian marriage coach with a master's degree in marriage and family therapy, Felice specializes in communication and married relationships. Having been orphaned by the age of 13, he became obsessed with relationships. As a 39-year-old with a master's degree in marriage and family therapy, he helps couples overcome the number one problem in marriage, and I hear this all the time, which is a lack of communication. So today, um, he applies these lessons to his work as a Christian marriage coach, helping couples navigate the complexities of communities to build stronger and more resilient relationships. So thank you for being a part of the podcast today, Felice. How are you?
2: Yes. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for being on today. So tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself.
2: Well, essentially, I grew up an orphan. My mother died of HIV when I was 12. I'd be in school learning about the symptoms of death, and I would come home for that year leading up to her death, and I would see every symptom. my uh, I never knew my real father. So my stepfather was like a real father to me. I never saw him and my mother argue, not one time. I still don't know how you did that one. <laughs> yeah, I'd never seen him argue not one time with his with my mom. Uh, but he was murdered in Haiti like less than a few months after my mother died. And then the last blood relative that I had was my granduncle. And he died of diabetes like a few months later. So within within a year, more like ten months, I became an orphan.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: at that age, you know, believe it or not, you know, by thirteen I was I was an orphan and at age I really I really was obsessed with relationships, you know, Mm -hmm. because in my mind, I said, okay, if I die, that's the end of my bloodline. So I need to get married and have six kids, you know, (laughs) God blessed me with one kid. and uh, He slapped me in the mouth about saying I wanted six, you know, but uh, I got a two year old son after a 14 year marriage. And uh, his name is Christian.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And um, my path has really just been about relationships and being consumed about that. And my wife leads me to Christ and then because her father's a, a pastor and the more and more I got closer to God, the more and more I studied scripture and the more and more I thought about the data that I observed for over 20 years, I started to see uh, clear biblical principles for addressing what I I believe research has suggested that uh, number one problem is uh, poor communication. So now we, we kind of just share what we know. Mm -hmm. My wife's appearance has been married for about 40 years next year. Wow. So we both are really, really passionate about relationships and marriage and, you know, in different aspects, we just, we just share what we know to kind of help in this area.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So um, you kind of alluded to it, what I was getting ready to ask you, but in your opinion, as far as the Bible is concerned, why do you feel like it's the ultimate guide to marriage and what is the importance of it?
2: That's a great question. And I want to let your audience know that I don't know any of the questions coming up. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> and that's
2: the way I love it. I love yeah. it that way. You know, <laughs> I, I think it's more genuine. It's more authentic. Uh-huh. I love that. Not too many people do that. So praise you for that. Yeah. Um. It's, it's really simple. It's really simple to me, right? One, if you want to believe something, you're going to believe it. If you don't want to believe it, you're not going to believe it, right? It don't matter what evidence. It don't matter whatever. So me saying this is not trying to convince everybody. That's between you, God, and Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But here's how I look at it. Regardless of what you believe, regardless of who you believe in, regardless of what culture, ethnicity, whatever, nobody's perfect. right? Nobody's mm-hmm. perfect. You mm-hmm. may not like the S word, which is sin, but mm-hmm. we can agree that nobody's perfect. Everybody right. has a standard of life. And we're hypocrites to that standard because we don't like to be lied to. Oh no, that's wrong. (laughs) But we lie. Look, Mm -hmm. if you're listening right now, I don't know you personally. And with all due respect, I know you lie, right? I lie, we all lie. (laughs) So then what do we have in reality that's gonna be our perfect guide? Because we can turn to other people, but people have their flaws. We can turn to other people's concepts, but people have flaws, so therefore concepts will have flaws. The only person throughout history that claimed to be perfect And without flaw, without sin, without blemish was Jesus Christ. So then for us to cleanse ourselves of flaws, for us to have a a moral compass and a direction, it would take someone that's unflawed, someone Mm -hmm. that's perfect. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go to a surgeon if I need heart surgery and every surgery he's had, he's lost a life. Right. I want to have I want to have I want him to have a rap sheet of successful. So, well, in Jesus Christ, we have someone who's never Lost a life, who's 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 always uh, been perfect and who's never sinned, and so I think the Bible's account of marriages and relationships should be at least considered, and then we can start talking about how it lines to reality. But I, that's that's as simple as I put it.
1: Mhm mhm very good very good and i'm going to uh touch on that a little later um when you talked about early, earlier is about as far as communication being the number one um issue that seems to stem up in marriages but i want to ask you if there was a number two and a number three what would those be as far as in the marriage when you have
2: problems i would say Number two would probably be addiction okay or or that whole area of, of mental health that's not mm-hmm, really talked mm-hmm. about, not really understood, not really explored, and the skills uh-huh. to deal with that is not really something that you deal with unless you're in that field or that career. I' would mm-hmm. say number two. I'll say that number two. I've never really been asked that because <laughs> it's hard for me to think that way because in my mind, Communication is, is, is the foundation of any problem that you're going to talk about. If mm-hmm. you're going to say finances is the problem, then I'm going to ask the person, well, how are you going to resolve that problem?
0: It's mm-hmm. going to involve
2: communication. We're going to say disrespect, uh, infidelity, lack of support. Um, those are the common ones that I hear all the time. I'm going to say, okay, how are you going to resolve that problem? It's going to lead back to communication.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
2: that's the vehicle to be able to talk about any problem.
0: So mm-hmm. outside of
2: that, though, addiction is a, a completely different realm. Yes, you need communication to talk about it. But addiction is is as far deeper, in my opinion, than just being able to talk about it or having the skills to talk about it. There's a whole body of knowledge that I think you have to understand to get through that realm. Mm-hmm. So I would say addiction is two. I can't even think of number three. <laughs> I don't even know what number three is.
1: <laughs> so, Felice, when you say addiction, do you mean like pornographic addiction or just? uh drug addiction or just any addiction, there so many
2: addictions well when i say addiction i'm thinking of the clinical term okay it impacts several areas in your life your relationship your career finances you know your mental mood all that stuff so i you know someone may be addiction addicted to shopping on amazon but if they're not using rent money or mortgage money to do it then i and if they're not losing relationships, I wouldn't think it's that serious.
0: <laughs> right. But yeah, I'm,
2: I'm I'm thinking more of the drugs, mm-hmm.
0: um, porn, mm-hmm. even
2: addiction to gossip and drama. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, people talk about porn and, and drugs and, and alcohol, but they don't talk about gossip and the effects of that or drama and the effects of that. Mm-hmm. Addicted to controversy. It's a big problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So now the importance of communication in the marriage relationship. Tell us about the importance of communication and gives us some tips uh, for that communication in relationships.
2: I mean, that's the vehicle. If you think about it, God himself created, uh, communicated with his creation mm-hmm. in such a great way that there's never, ever been a book like the Bible. Right. There's never been a man in history like Jesus Christ. And you see the effects of it. Mm -hmm. you see the effects of it in the world and you see the effects of it historical and you see the facts around that he communicated he had a message to say and he delivered it in a certain way that alone you know leads me to believe how important communication is why didn't he do it in any other means why did he use words why did he use all these other tools you know what i mean so it's very important and i think that our relationships model his example and and his character and, and you know like let's think about it the uh the, earthly, the marriage is an earthly example of a heavenly union, mm-hmm. in the words of Pastor John MacArthur. Right? Mm-hmm. Marriage is supposed to be uh, an example of Jesus and and, and the church. Mm-hmm. So communication is that vehicle that we use to bridge the worlds, right? The woman mm-hmm. has a view of the world mm-hmm. that's different from the man.
0: Right. The man
2: has a view of the world that's different from, from the woman. Mm-hmm. So now the Bible talks about you two are no longer two, but one flesh. Okay, but how do you merge those worlds? If you're supposed to be one flesh, how do you merge those worlds? Now, when you're thinking about that in an interpersonal relationship, it seems so complicated, Felice. Why are you making it so deep? It's not, okay, (laughs) let me simplify it. If I'm a business owner and you're a business owner and we're going to join businesses and work together, there's going to be what? A contract. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In that contract, there are going to be what? Words. Mm Mm-hmm. And that contract containing words, there's going to be laws, principles, guidelines, or whatever that are fair to both of us because we both bring something to the table. Well, if that's true for a contract, how much more true is it for a covenant marriage,
0: which is Mm -hmm. completely
2: higher than a a contract. As Mm -hmm. parents, this is an example. As parents, we don't have a contract with our children. (laughs) Right? And if we do, then I think we need to get better lawyers.
0: Right. Yeah, right?
2: Because they, they, they win it. You know, I have a two-year-old right now who's winning. You know, I, I change his butt. I feed him. You know, he don't got no responsibilities. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like He's winning in that contract. No, but as the parent, it's unselfish service that I'm giving to my child for their well-being. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That principle applies to marriage. And mm-hmm. we, we build those skills and we deal with life in sin, in us, and in the world, and and the problems that life brings into our relationships in us, and around us, we deal with that by building effective communication skills. That's why it's important. That is the means in which we can get through marriage problems to find solutions.
1: Mm -hmm. And so, you know, while you were talking, I was just thinking about this, because when two people come together, even in Christian marriages, oftentimes, as children some have grown up in single parent homes uh like you said you were orphaned um and you also have relationships where they have seen both parents together but it's been abusive and so you have all of these dynamics that's going on when two couples come together and like you said that's why it's so important to have that biblical foundation um as a guideline for marriage because if not the ego will get in um in each individual, and it will cause conflict. And so my question is, and and your thoughts on this, my thoughts on this and asking your thoughts, is how does a person start if they are a new couple and they seem to not have that great communication um, even after they do believe the Bible? um, What other thing could you suggest to them that could help them in order to be a better communicator within their marriage?
2: Well... That's a great question. And that's a great observation by you. And I like how you summarize that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The first step is if you truly believe the Bible, then the Bible's what the Bible teaches is your compass.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Not
2: your feelings.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Not your thoughts. <laughs> say that again. Not your experiences.
0: <laughs> yes. You know what I'm
2: saying? And and we yes. say we believe the Bible, right? And right. we're not going to get it perfectly, right? Right. Uh-huh. Nobody in the Bible but Jesus got it perfectly, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't have to get it perfectly right. What we do need to do is be aware of the plank of our own eye and to try to get better every day Mm -hmm. so that what that looks like is accountability and honesty. Mm -hmm. That's what that looks like. So if you believe in the Bible, then you're going to believe the Bible says to talk to your spouse this way and not to talk to your spouse this way. But I feel, well, your feelings are not fat, the Bible is. But I think, you know, well, that's great that you think that and I respect how you think, but this, it contradicts what the Bible is saying. I know she's done this or whatever, and you want to go, you want to make her know how you feel by saying this, that you know would trigger her, but is that what the Bible teaches we should communicate? Oh, I know he's been neglecting you, and you know, he he doesn't know he's been hurting you, emotionally abusive, and you want to tell him off, and he should be a man to take it. Yeah, I get it. I understand, but your feelings are not fact. Vengeance is the Lord's, right? So, Mm -hmm. If you truly believe in the Bible, then that's the place you start. You got to submit to what the Bible teaches, regardless of how you feel and what you think. It's not easy. Mm
0: -hmm. But if you
2: could honestly hold yourself accountable to that, then that's the foundation. The opposite of that is being your own God.
0: And Mm -hmm. that causes
2: way more problems. Way (laughs) more problems. Because if I'm my own God, how do you tell me as a man that I can't have a threesome?
0: Mm Mm-hmm because
2: mm-hmm. this is my opinion. This is my life. This is what makes me happy. I don't know. Right. I don't have no higher standard telling me right or wrong, right? right. Same way for right. a woman. If, mm-hmm. if, if, if there is no higher standard to hold us accountable, then uh, if a woman tells you, hey, I should be able to call you the B word and you're not a man and attack your manhood and you should take it because if you a man, you can take it. I don't have to change. This is who I am. That's how I speak, right? You're just not mm-hmm. man enough to take it. Mm-hmm. I'm independent. I'm strong. Now, I'm I'm mimicking these characters because this is what I hear in the community all Mm -hmm. the
0: time, Mm -hmm. all the time I
2: hear. People reach out to me, they call me, I go to an event, I hear it all the time. So I gave that example. Mm -hmm. The Bible has the final say. Once that's understood by the couples, now you have the foundation to build a mansion or a shack. The second is focus more on the plank on your own eye than the speck of your spouse's eye. Very good. Mm-hmm. It is so easy to point fingers. It don't take no degree. It don't take no skill. It don't take no training. You don't even have to be right. All you have to do is say, "Oh, look at her with those glasses. Why she gotta wear glasses that big? <laughs> oh, why the light in her eye? Oh, she think her her hair look nice, but it looked better curled. Why did mm-hmm. she curl it? It don't. We could say anything. This person give me a hundred dollars. They should have gave me, me five hundred. They see that I'm stressed out here. They got it. Why they only gave me a hundred? this person you know what I'm saying like it's so easy Mm -hmm. if you do that you get caught up in a trail of endless maze you're never gonna get nowhere they clean the house but they didn't cut the grass they cut the grass but they didn't pressure wash the roof when does it stop it never stops you know what's harder to do than that to blame yourself and look in the mirror
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. man
2: my wife don't give me as much sex as I want to man that's messed up that's easy to say right What's hard to say is, dang, I haven't taken her out on a date.
1: Uh-huh. I
2: haven't helped around around the house. <laughs> she works at home. You know, she's a stay at home mom, but she has two, three, two, three kids, and then she got to cook, clean, she got to prepare clothes for. Her. Then she got to cook um, food for me, and then maybe she got stuff to do for homework online. And I'm coming home after a long day, and I get in the shower. I just want sex. Mm-hmm. I don't see it from her perspective. I. Will be better husband if I look at the plank in my own eye. Wives will be better wives if they look at the plank in their own eye. I'ma just I'ma say this, that's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. In fact, the response of having to see your flaws and imperfections, they say is similar to the fight or flight response, as if someone pulled a gun on you. Some people mm-hmm. have that type of response, but if you want me to be completely honest, the answers are simple. One, the is your more encompassed. Two. Focus more on the plank in your own eye
0: than mm-hmm.
2: your spouse's eye. And three, consider the other person's world view, how they view the world. Just because you view the world that way don't mean you automatically, right? Remember, nobody's perfect, right?
0: Right. So that means right.
2: sometimes you may think <laughs> this or feel this and it's wrong. So consider and leave the open door for you to be wrong and look at the other person's world, not in a judgmental way. Just try to understand where they're coming from. Those are the three simple tips that's very, very difficult to do. And it really takes some skill and training to be able to deeply do consistently. But that's mm-hmm. it. It's really that simple in my in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Felice, what the problem comes is, like you said earlier, when we want to be our own God and we really don't want to submit to the biblical principles. You know, I come across couples all the time and, um, You know, one may want help and the other doesn't. Uh, they may want counseling, they may don't. Um, and so I was gonna say, I believe it's key too that when they seem to cannot or able to use the Bible as their compass, which they should, you know, we should, but a lot of times ego gets into place. I believe um, Christian marriage counseling is important because it brings in a neutral eye that is able to see what's going on and hear the Holy Spirit to be able to know what's really being said without being said. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I definitely think Christian marriage counselors or even coaches are Mm -hmm. are, are needed. Right Mm -hmm. For coaches, Mm -hmm. they develop a certain skill. For counseling, they go into the, the entire history sometimes Mm -hmm. it's better to go through the whole history because you may have some unresolved trauma that's causing problems in your relationship for example you know i was talking to several couples and the woman had been raped by family members Mm -hmm. or other people that she trusted in her life so now imagine that's not resolved and you take that into a relationship now you're not sexual you're not affectionate to your husband Mm -hmm. you don't want to talk about the past because hey What happened in the past stayed in the past, so we shouldn't talk about the past. Mm -hmm. But that past is causing a problem in the present, and you close the door for him to be able to understand and to solve it, and it's causing problems. So, yes, you take that into a counselor. When it comes to skills, though, sometimes it's not that involved. Everybody Mm -hmm. doesn't have that type of trauma. When it Mm -hmm. comes to skills, like if you need financial advice, you go to an accountant or something, right? If you need business advice, you go to a CEO. That's a skill. They're not asking about your life. They're not asking about your upbringing or your trauma. They're trying to see where you are and to help you develop a skill. And I think that's where coaching comes comes into play. Now, I'm going to ask a question that um, is usually a good follow-up for that. How do you know when you're supposed to go to counseling and coaching?
0: Mm-hmm. When you have
2: a reoccurring problem for years, mm-hmm. that's probably a good bet that you should take that transmission to the, you know, you're hearing for about a year now. <laughs> You you know, you're not, you don't have the same miles for gas, you know, you you can't even play the radio (laughs) because the transmission is, yeah, you should probably, yeah, go ahead and take that to the, yeah, get a neutral eye. Yes, Mm -hmm. Lord. Mm -hmm.
1: That is so good. I'm so glad you pointed that out, especially you can, you know, some people may be um, intimidated by counseling, but coaching is just building skills. So I'm I'm glad that you brought that out in that way, um, because I think it's important that we all gain skills in every area so we can be uh, better at what God has equipped us to do. And so that's anything to advance your relationship is a positive. Um, and so we shouldn't look at it as a negative, you know, because when two become one, you're looking to, um, be together to the end and help build God's kingdom, help grow together. And so whatever we right. need to do in order to build that relationship is very important. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what I want to do before we wrap it up today, I'm going to try to kind of change it around just for a second. If there are any singles that are listening to this, um, what do you feel the most important factors they should consider when considering a spouse?
2: Their flaws, mm-hmm. like the single's flaws, not the potential spouse, their flaws.
1: Mm-hmm. good, because, good. Yeah. you
2: know, it's great to think of how great you are. And I'm not promoting low self-esteem at all. Mm-hmm. But those problems that you refuse to look at as a single person in yourself because you're so blinded by how great you are. Those problems are going to be problems for your spouse. Mm. And when they're trying to tell you now, you're going to be like, but I've never, nobody has, I never, I'm not, maybe it's, well, in your single life, you should be dealing with your flaws. You know what your flaws are. You have some close friends or family members that tell you all the time you need to work (laughs) on this. You probably got into trouble with the law or lost a job or ended friendships. You know what your flaws are. So work on them. That's really leveling up. To me, that's the process of sanctification anyway. To Mm -hmm. me, that's the process of you having a relationship with Jesus anyway. Mm -hmm. The the more you have a relationship with Jesus, the more clear your flaws should be, right? Mm Because one of the effects of sin is being blinded. We're blind to ourselves. We're blind. We rather think of how great we are because that's where Satan wants us. We're great. We don't need Jesus. We don't need the Bible. We don't need the fellowship. We don't need to work on anything because we're great. I mean, look at me. I got this degree. You know, I got this money, look at my body. You know, Mm -hmm. I've had this success. I'm great. You should be lucky to have me. In fact, I'm not going (laughs) to settle with you until you give me, you know, that's the mentality though. You see how destructive that sounds, the marriage show? When you put it like that, you see how crazy that sounds? Mm -hmm. But that's what's everywhere on social media. That's what's everywhere. I'm like, (laughs) I look at this and I'm like, and you blame marriage for problems. Mm -hmm. No, it's us. We bring the problems in marriage. And instead of focus on how we can get better deeply, spiritually, it's easier to point the finger. Yes, so sir. singles, please. I'm actually, we're actually starting a singles ministry with our church soon. And it's been, I don't know, for some reason, uh, a whole lot of opportunity has been popping up for single ministry. And people have wanted me to, to, to partner with them. But single people, please, please. Please. It's great that you think you're great. I'm, I'm proud of your accomplishments with your career. I'm, I'm proud of your accomplishments with your education. I'm proud of your physical fitness. I'm proud of all this stuff. I'm not <laughs> taking that away. I'm really not. I want someone to appreciate that good side too. However, if you truly love your partner and if two people really want to be married and stay married, it's it revolves around being good forgivers and holding yourself accountable to getting better for your spouse. That's that's mm-hmm. the ingredient that takes you further than thinking how great you are. Two people thinking how great they are in their marriage leads to ego,
0: mm-hmm. and it leads
2: to the opposite of submission in marriage. Oh, I said the S word. Yes. By <laughs> submission I mean, selfless service, not slave. I know right. it starts with an S. I mm-hmm. mean, selfless service in the same way a parent submits to the needs of their child. That's what I mean by submission for spouses to each other. For that to happen, you can't be thinking about how great you are all the time. You got to say, you know what? I appreciate this about myself. I'm proud of this. I'm confident about this. But this area right here can be a problem in my marriage. And and if I'm being completely honest, I wouldn't want that area done to me. So why am I doing it?
0: Mm -hmm. That's
2: going to take singles very, very far. And it's such a paradigm shift. Mm
0: -hmm. Such
2: a paradigm shift. It takes time to get Mm -hmm. people to understand how deep that goes. Because it goes to so many categories. So Mm -hmm. many categories. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yes.
1: you feel me though yes 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 that i you know that was so good because you know um you've always been told a lot of times you know what are you going to bring to the marriage okay and that's that you know what are you going to bring to the marriage and so now you're feeling like you have to you know lay out your whole resume <laughs> right. and especially and i've heard men say when it when it comes to women um You you don't have to, you know, show all, like you said earlier, your degrees and, you know, what you have and what, you know, you do bring good things to the table. You should have, you know, work on your credit, have good credit, you know, doing these different things, working on ourselves, but we should not be bombarding the the individual that we are, say, pursuing as a single um, to say, like you said earlier, this is what I have. So accept it, you know, because it becomes intimidating
2: or it runs
1: the other person away.
2: Like, that's crazy. Like, you're so right. And this, like, so this is how I talk, accept it. This is how right. I behave, accept it. This is how right. I manage money poorly, accept it. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a, a marriage I wanna jump into? No. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that, I don't, they, and I understand where that comes from. I understand where that comes from. And I have to be fair to the other side too. One of the places it comes from is from someone being domineering in a relationship and controlling them to so to such an extent they don't have their own individuality and own purpose and own you know passions because they're so caught up being a wife or a mother or a pastor's wife or mm-hmm. or or a, a father you know their identities, which to them seem so much more mm-hmm. is trapped into this box so now. They get out of that relationship and they go into this one and they force, but that's not the answer either.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? right. One extreme
2: to the next extreme is not the answer. You know, I'm gonna overeat and be obese. Okay, I want to lose weight. I'm not gonna eat at all. And if I eat, I'm gonna throw up, I'm gonna put my finger in my mouth. Those mm-hmm. are two unhealthy extremes. So I mm-hmm. I want people to understand that I understand the other side. And mm-hmm. let me speak to that other side. To becoming one flesh doesn't mean you lose your own identity. It just means you form another identity that encompasses the marriage and not just your own individual desires and wants. So in other words, you have a transmission, but the screw is still a screw. It has its own characteristics and everything. Right. The Mm -hmm. fan is still a fan. The car seat, the car wheel is still its own thing. But they come together and they merge to form a vehicle. So you're not losing yourself in the merge. What you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out is how do you coexist with your strengths and sharpen okay. each other's weaknesses in yeah. the marriage? So they got that wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: that takes a whole, that's probably going to take the whole course, to, <laughs> you know, to deal with that. But the answer is not to say, I'm going to force you to accept my imperfections, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's love. No, love is being better and getting right. better, doing right. better. That's mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, <laughs> I have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do. That Everybody that cares about marriages. That's why I, one of my favorite quotes is it takes a marriage to raise marriages. Just mm-hmm. like it takes a village to raise kids,
0: mm-hmm. it takes mm-hmm. a marriage
2: to raise marriages. And I, I'm thankful for what you do. I'm thankful for what every different component, especially this year. I've been partnering up with so many people this year that care about marriages. Mm-hmm. and want to create more gospel centered marriages and we all we need it. It's, you see how much work there is to do. How many mm-hmm. paradigms we have to shift.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And to get you know get off of um what our for you know what our mother did or our grandfather did or you know we have to follow what the Bible you know um tells us. You know, when you were talking I thought about this and it was one individual guy, and we were in a group, and he was like, well, Whoever gets me, what they see is what they're going to get. And I was like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) You know, it was just like he didn't care to change. He wasn't going to change. They were just going to have to accept them. Um, And so when you said that, that just brought it back to mind that we do. We have a lot of work that needs to be done, you know, because it takes two, as you said earlier.
2: Let me ask you a question. That mentality that that guy just said, can you see any type of relationship intimate or not working with that mentality?
1: Mm-mm. I can't see you know
2: you know what I'm saying so yeah. if it won't work with any relationship why do people think it's going to work in the, the most the highest relationship outside of uh, uh, create, creation and the creator mm-hmm. right you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like Go hey ahead. I just I'm not a morning person boss so you're just going to have to accept that I'm going to be late oh really okay <laughs> bet uh, <laughs> yeah. you well yeah. oh, okay. be late and okay. don't come
1: in no more you know hey,
2: nah, I was, okay bet <laughs> oh, I'm okay. No, officer. Look, I gotta get to work. You know, you're just gonna have to accept that I'm a speed. I mean, you take that <laughs> idea everywhere. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah. So why don't they see yes. that? You know, it's look. I talk a lot, so forgive me. No, that's okay.
1: But when you were saying that, I just thought about that. I was like, and it just flashed back to me when you said that, you know, we really have to really sit down and think about it, because like you said, it's submission means selfless service. And so when we're submitting, it's not being a slave, um, but it's being um, selfless in our service to one another. Um, And unto God. And when we get that idea and that concept, marriages were flourishing of Christ, uh, more singles would desire to be married because of um, the oneness that we see in the relationships of those that have godly Christian marriages that are successful um, and that are striving towards perfection. We'll never be perfect, like you said earlier, but just striving towards that perfection.
2: In summary. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So
1: could you, could you pray for those that are listening, that may be struggling in their marriages and also for the singles who may want to get married and they haven't found that right partner?
2: Oh, absolutely. Oh, Heavenly Father. Thank you for this fellowship. Yes. We pray. We pray that you help us submit to your Holy Spirit so that we may be guided into the truth about ourselves, the truth about reality and the truth about scripture that you desire us to see so that we can be today who you desire to be tomorrow help us to, uh, to have accountability help us to have a feeling of dignity and a positive feeling of correction knowing that even gold has to go through a process before all the infirmities are taken out of it and your process for us is life problems challenges and overcoming sin so that we can be who you destined us to be and once we have that understanding father and that to commitment to you and becoming better and working out our salvation and the sins in our life every relationship by default and by your genius and by your wisdom is better as a result of us working on our souls so i pray that you encourage us and you give us a desire and you form a positive feeling and a positive mindset when we do receive wise loving correction from the people that love us and care about us the most that we can bring that person that's working on our sins that's working on our flaws that's not not so caught up on our egos that's really learning how to be humble and and praising you and developing a relationship with you we can take that person into our marriage to take that person into the workplace to take that person into society and be the salt to the world and the salt to the relationship and the light and the dark world and these dark strongholds and paradigms Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for that whisper when we know better. And I thank you for the mirror in Jesus Christ, where we can see ourselves and have an opportunity to get closer and closer into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen,
1: amen, amen. Thank you again, Felice, for being a part of the podcast today. Um, and we know that you are a marriage coach. And so I definitely um wanna ask if you could let the listeners know how they can get in touch with you.
2: Oh, absolutely. Can I can I share a spoken word form?
1: Yes, yes.
2: Now I told everybody that this was a big part of me. You know, that relationships, I, I really want people to understand that this is not something I just do for a career, it's not something I do for followers or likes. I want whole families to stay whole. I Mm -hmm. want more children to grow up with both mothers and fathers in a home. Doctor, you know, like I know, the statistics against
0: Mm -hmm. us, especially in our Black community, (laughs) that don't
2: have both parents in a home and effects on the kids. I am a walking statistic of Mm -hmm. everything I've ever researched in in graduate school. Mm -hmm. So this poem that I'm about to share is a very short poem. And I usually share that poem, not to really brag about the poem, but I want you to share. I want to show what I've seen and what other people have seen. And if you see yourself in this, and I, I hope that you you lean more on God and his wisdom. All right. This is a poem I was before I was a Christian marriage coach. I was a spoken word poet. It wasn't until I, you know, I got counsel from one of our Christian uh, elders. They said, you sound like a marriage counselor. You should go to school. I was like, me? No way. Are you crazy? Who took that look? God told me, no, well, he ain't text me yet. He got to FaceTime me and tell me because I don't, I get that message. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. this is what I saw growing up. I see men that want to be men, but these men are just want to be men that pretend to be men. So please, men at ease, men. Being a man doesn't consist of consistent plans of deceiving women and releasing seamen. I see men that get chills from children. Instead of taking the time to instill the skills of wisdom in them, they let paper bills raise them. Mm. They'd expect children to praise them. Being a father's just a phrase to them. They're like, eh, why bother? It's just a phrase to them. In this predicament, I predict, men, that dollars don't make sense, man. It's just senseless. I see women who woo men, try to rule men. Mean a Tarzan, man, and try to tame him. See, they want to rearrange him. Their aim is to change them like colors on leaves that hang on trees when those trees go through seasons. But see, men, once we change, men, that's when we become lame to them. Fellas wonder why. Well, the truth is underlined. It's a shame, but it's no lie. It's just a game to them. I see, men, the skies is as quiet, men. You know, the secret type that likes, right? To them, being the man is giving the woman the backhand. And since hitting is befitting, they don't plan on quitting until after they're in the Hearing the laughter of sin, reading Bible chapters talking about I'm a changed man, amen, amen. I see women who actually enjoy leading a man to his destruction.
0: Mm.
2: From introduction, they seem to secretly seek secrets for seduction, starting smoothly with affection, which leads to the man's erection. They smile, but all the while they're purposely pursuing plans for a paid collection. Mm. I see gentlemen, check this out y'all. Listen, I see gentlemen who really are gentlemen. Tyler Perry's Medeas type men that gets women to think the best of all men. Fundamental type men, whenever you stretch they caress not your breasts but your mental type men. I see women who cherish their men, separation not an option, they rather perish with him. Cater to him and never be a traitor to him, see they got an ocean of love reserved only for him whenever he needs to take a swim. I see men who retreat from deceit, as hard as it is to believe. And to metaphorically speak, they place one woman on their heart and give that woman a seat. Look, baby, there is no closed doors with me. You hold the keys. All mm-hmm. I ask for is loyalty and I treat you like royalty. I see women who really are loyal. See, they refrigerate your trust in a freezer of honesty so it never spoils and treats you also like you're loyal. But wait a minute, all men are dogs, right? All women are are as opposite. Is that it? See, I wonder how things would be if he were to treat she like he wanted she to treat he. See, I wonder how things would be if she were to treat he like she wanted he to treat she. See, that selfless submission of Adam of Eve. Maybe that's how things were supposed to be. And that's the poem that I call Pupils of Reality or Eyes of Reality of reality I don't know yeah 10 years later (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out what I want to call it
1: but
2: essentially (laughs) what I did was take things that I was seeing take these mindsets and perceptions that I was seeing
1: Mm -hmm. and they made
2: it seem like there was no good woman there was no good man so if you feel that way then you're not going to be a good woman or a good man for any potential because you already feel like they're bad anyway so I put all the things that I that I, I witnessed into that poem and I really want people to understand it and really think about what they think about when it comes to relationships like seriously and you know to, to a shameless plug to the bible if you're not a believer really go and watch what jesus teaches about relationships mm-hmm. what does it teach because i tell you one thing for sure husbands are to love their wives like jesus loved the church <laughs> look listen mm-hmm. okay hey look all right i don't <laughs> care you find me a thought system because when i got married Nine months after my I, I was married, my wife got sent back to her country. Her visa expired. For the next four years, my wife and I were separated.
0: Mm-hmm. Not
2: separated as not together, right? separated mm-hmm. by distance. I saw my wife two times in four years. Mm-hmm. We went 18 months twice without seeing each other, right? So mm-hmm. every other religion would have told me I could just get another wife. Mm-hmm. I could have three, four, five wives. I would have been good. Christianity told me, uh-huh.
0: You <laughs> have one wife
2: and you're supposed to love her like Jesus loved the church. I don't know if y'all did y'all history, but the church killed Jesus. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. suffered for the church.
1: Yes.
2: Yes. He served the church. He watched the feet of his disciple that was going to turn him in. This is how I'm supposed to love a wife. Wow. I want you to mm-hmm. find me something
1: mm-hmm. that tell,
2: hold husband to that standard. Mm-hmm. That's just one thing it teaches about relationships. I I encourage you and I challenge you if you're not a believer to go find the other things. Mm -hmm. Go find the other things Mm -hmm. because (laughs) that's right there ain't easy. That's why it kills me when I see people just choosing their spouse based on because they look good. Right. (laughs) Because you look good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Good luck. (laughs) But thank you for the opportunity. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes that was so powerful and um i appreciate you just being a part so let the listeners know how they can get it oh sorry, sorry no that's okay
2: <laughs> i have a love hate relationship with social media right now so mm-hmm. the best way you can get in contact with me at this current time is to get on our email list so you can go to marriage sharing.com marriage sharing.com and there's going to be a pop up there and fill out your email address, you'll get straight to my email list. And the reason I say it that way is you can also check me out on Instagram, Married is One. You can check me out on uh, Instagram, Marriage Sharing, that's our nonprofit. And of course, I'm on Twitter, Felice Matthew. The reason why I say I have a love hate relationship with um, social media right now is because they keep, every time I'm growing rapidly, they cancel my page.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So Facebook deleted my page, not my personal page. They deleted my Married is One page. They left the Instagram page. And then our nonprofit page has about 8,500. But there was a few months where I was getting maybe 100 followers a day. And then when I got to about 8,300, 8,400, they blocked people from following
0: me. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so it's like if a platform can shut you down like that, when all you're trying to do is serve your audience, they can shut you down. They ain't give me no warning, no notice, no nothing. They ain't tell me what I violated. They just completely deleted a page on one. And then, so now it's like, I'm not encouraged to really do things on those platforms. So now Mm -hmm. I'm still praying for direction on that. Mm -hmm. But now essentially what I'm doing is sending people to our website, Mm sharing.com. Those are like almost a hundred articles revolved around Christian marriages. So any marriage problem that you have,
0: you can go on
2: there and believe it or not, people still read and not just watch videos. So for (laughs) my readers, this is what we built for y'all. So when you go on there, a pop-up will come and you fill out the information, you'll get on our email list, and that's where you're going to find the most current and updated way for as far as future plans and what we're doing.
1: Amen. And thank you so much, Felice, for just being a man of God, um, to be that example as a husband um, that says he's going to love his wife as Christ loves the church. And I'm sure that it has encouraged many of you listeners today. Uh, And if you want to be able, if you're in a marriage and you and your spouse, you're having maybe some issues and you feel like coaching um, will help you, then check Felice out. For those that are single, go on. I encourage you to still go on to the website and look at the articles because it it will prepare you um, for when you do become married. Um, to your spouse we have a single
2: section yep oh okay From Good. Dating to marriage and we have great. singles for men and for, for women check the website out you'll see see a lot of helpful information
1: great great so listeners we thank you for being a part of the podcast today and we pray that the lord continues to um, be with you may his angels of protection be around you and until next time god bless have a blessed day
2: god bless
0: Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com Until next time, stay blessed.